I'm not done. I also want to stop our discussion over prices. This will save time. So when I say that a particular number is my lowest price, that's my lowest price. And you can be assured that I arrived at whatever that number is very carefully. Now, when I say that I want these things, I mean that I want them. Hello and welcome, welcome, welcome back to the cellar uh, uh, at long last where uh, Rory's been waiting all this time. I've been on holidays, various places. I even managed to visit the Hollywood Walk of Fame, which is exactly as dirty, seedy and smelling of urine as anybody would expect. Uh, we're joined here today as usual by Rory Moore, who hasn't actually left the cellar since I've left it. I'm just surprised you've upgraded to a cellar now. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> some, well, there's a bottle of wine. On I'm just wall, judging by the, the, but the bottle of wine over there on the wall. That, that, that's all I'm going by. Uh, and uh, also we were joined by an esteemed colleague of ours who we've uh, admired from afar for quite a while and uh, he's decided to come up close and see what the, we look like behind the binoculars. This is Richard Drum. Hello. It's not disappointing to see. Well, it is, but you know, half a lie. Indeed. All right. We're here probably at what would be the last one of our, um, 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 what are they called? Podcast. Film Ireland Podcast of the Year, uh, where we'll be doing a little bit of movie news, mostly uh, bitching a la kind of a high fidelity style over our top tens, and uh, then doing a small little bit of review. We're going to harp straight on into it because uh, uh, time is oppressing. It's a bit of time of the year for everybody. So we're going to, Rory, can you kick us off with some movie news there? Yeah, we've a tiny bit of, we try and focus on the Irish stuff, but as someone commented on our last podcast, they don't really rely on us. Or as Alan Partridge would say, <laughs> the Irish stuff. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, someone commented they don't really rely on us for news because they come comment, out. Yeah. yeah, like every four four months we're, we're averaging about now. So we're not exactly current, but we'll crack ahead anyway. Uh, so winning personalities. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it uh, Mostly casting news for Irish interests. We have Sarah Boulder has been cast in AMC's Badlands. Has anyone heard anything about this? And Just Badlands itself. Is it based on the popular Android game? Uh, not that I know of, okay. I'd probably prefer it that way. Uh, no, it's a martial arts pilot set in a feudal world. Oh, no. No? No interest? Okay. But uh, what I'm interested in is they haven't What's clarified. Sarah Bulger doing in it? Uh, I'm sure she'll be, uh, 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 I don't know, damsel in distress. Or... She, is she going to be a Tom no, Cruise-style blow-in? Like That's actually not fair. She has had roles in things that, that were great characters, but they haven't got made. I'm Lock not saying she's not great, dude. I'm just saying, what's she doing in feudal Japan? I, don't, I never said Japan. Martial arts. You said be... feudal and martial arts. Yeah, if you'd allowed me to finish, what I was going to clarify was that uh, it doesn't specify that this they would have named a, a point in time if it was a historical thing. I'm thinking it, this could be like... Just, you see, uh, roles like this for women generally ever since uh, what's her name Keira Knightley as Guinevere and King, King Arthur are just ridiculous because they never address history the only way that it won't be based in feudal Japan right will be where she's arriving back from Japan right knowing martial arts under some and it's just like no no human society didn't respect women for 2000 years alright no. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. You're watching a film and you're kind of like, you weren't equal. Stop yeah. talking to her like, like you pretended she was equal. Like but, uh, like the way Keira Knightley was dressed in that King Arthur, she would have been stoned to death for being a hussy. <laughs> or even just died in battle more than anything. No, Guinevere yeah. wasn't in yeah. battle. Okay, um, other casting news, which people have probably seen. Uh, Andrew Scott is going to be Inspector, the new... Oh, yeah. Not Inspector, also, in uh, Spectre. Uh, also, Christoph Waltz is in that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm trying for the Irish angle here. Here's some news, and then here's the more exciting news that has nothing to do with. No, I, I consider Christoph Waltz less exciting news. I consider it what yeah. a dullard of a casting. But move. is that because of course it, he's a freaking Bond villain? But are you ah, assuming he? he's going to be? Oh, he's going to be Blofeld. He's going to be stroking a pussycat. No, the rumor is Andrew Scott's going to be Blofeld. It's all a big Sherlock style ruse. Of, it's only least expected to be Blofeld. Apparently, well, hold on. If if Andrew, like, I hate to be, I hate to you know carry on the bitchy tread, but mm. I right. 
in either one of those cases, it's the MGM casting guys not using their imagination in the slightest. No, but I mean, and Javier Bardem was a, was a cracker of a villain, and yeah, he, well, that's you, you, not true. But anyway, what? Uh, no, he was terrible. I planned this all along. It's like, oh okay, yeah, you that didn't. made no sense. But he was so great. Oh come on, no, that, no, no, film, no. that film more than any other suffered from a terrible third act, mainly because the preceding two acts were fantastic. But yeah, so he is going to be Inspector. Um, you can probably check out the role he's in because Gadget? I just. Deck? I don't, yeah, I made that joke like a few seconds ago. <laughs> Not as well as I just did. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the script is allegedly out there, but we don't engage mm-hmm. in that sort of messing, so we don't know who he's playing. But um, yeah, another version. And is the it. official synopsis is some MSX guy, isn't it? Is the script yeah. Yeah. somewhere out there, allegedly? Well, the Sony, the hacks, Sony yeah. hack, yeah. What? Oh, because I'm well into that stuff. I've already read The Hateful Eight. I don't care. <laughs> not the whole well, script, like the plot synopsis is up there. Oh, no. I, I, I thought know. the script. No, no the proper one, like, not the, the spoiler filled. Oh, right. Okay. Um, and lastly, um, you will love this because you're new onto your uh, love hate crack. Are you up to date yet? Uh, Except no, for the very no. most recent season. Uh, I'm three episodes into that. I'm your head of me then I still haven't seen the most recent season I've seen none of it okay it's very it's actually, good yeah, that's I put it off watching it for no, ages look, it's very good we can good. be lovely and highbrow here and I was the exact same I watched like the first two episodes of Love Hate when it started yeah. didn't like it at it all poor, was... poor lighting but good acting is the way I would have <laughs> yeah. put it from the start but um, oh no it got it gets very good and it's well yeah, okay. it's held together by a magnetic performance by Tom Von Lawler we're actually just saying things that the public has been saying for 4-5 years now it's yeah, kind yeah. of embarrassing <laughs> anyway go on but um, yeah Brian F. Byrne who plays I can't remember the inspector's name but the detective sergeant who's oh, meant to be Nidja's nemesis but oh right as long as it's not the ex-cop no who's no, no. The, who, have you know him the guy with the grey hair yeah, yeah no, he's no. actually one of the worst actors that's ever been yeah. on television. He's so obviously. I was just watching it the other day. I like that we don't Lecturing. know specific names, so we can't actually insult. <laughs> oh anyone, yeah, you're so man, it's fine. Man, yeah. yeah, he's he's a one of the, the he's he's got a young face, but he's got grey hair. The guy like, who's was, actually a cop in real life. Yeah, 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 he was a cop in real life. Oh, okay, like right, I was just yeah. bitching to my flatmate. Like that, that there's stuff like. Uh, his like his boss just goes to him wait in the car and as he's moving towards the door to do his bit of script action that he starts protesting he's like ah no come on I'll stay and then he says wait in the car and he's already walking out to the car just because he's not able to act oh Muppet anyway go on okay uh, um, and other news oh yeah Jemison will no longer be sponsoring the Dublin Film Festival um, after 2015 so that's going to be the last year they've been sponsoring it since 2003 possibly I know it's been over 10 years mm. um, yeah I believe actually um, Film Ireland is taking over that sponsorship directly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. from all the revenue drawn from the podcast <laughs> uh, which is a change that we drop on the way out by accident um, what these solid gold chairs we're sitting on yeah exactly yeah no, no squeaking no I'm just trying to think of other essentially Irish things that could sponsor it instead because it was kind of like it's Guinness. an Irish film festival uh, yeah, I, was, oh, I should have got in there first of all saying not alcohol as a preface. Uh, Black are, pudding, Clannacilty sausages. <laughs> it's like filmmaking. You don't want to know how it's made, but the end result. Well, I love sausages. Yeah, well, I like sausages too. <laughs> yeah, Someone maybe. can isolate these sound clips, yeah, if they had a mind to. Uh, I love sausages. Um, um, what what uh, Irish products to sponsor the Jameson um, I, I International Irish Film Festival while not calling it the Jameson International Irish Film Festival, obviously. The, J-Diff uh, just sounds nice. Now it's it just does, yeah. <laughs> mm, mm. Oh, if, yeah, that's what we're going for. GIF, can we find a GIF? A GIF? I but then they'd, only be able to use, then they'd only be able to use clean films. Um, but don't yeah, um, <laughs> insert a snare there if you like anyway last bit of news this is a bit old by our standards because as ever we record every <laughs> by our standards. every three years a decade um, ago. but the well we just reviewed Sky, Skyfall in brief so, yeah. <laughs> um, 
yeah, Limerick are to receive. I thought this was initially just rumoured, but it's been carried by almost every major paper in Ireland. Um, so it, yeah, Limerick are to receive a kind of an Ardmore Studios style effort sponsored by Ardmore Studios. It's, they're putting ten million, ten million, ten million into um, developing a site in Castle Troy in Limerick. So it's kind of like in what is. After used to this be the year's old. finished the culture factory they call it oh yeah 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 so not just the abandoned Dell factory <laughs> is it the Dell factory no it's the it they actually call it the culture factory yeah. I'm not even joking okay. yeah that's what they, does they, it make things at all uh, berets oh well, well they will the cultural and yeah. croissants <laughs> Um, no, no, uh, they call it the, they've used it as a venue um, a few times this year and it's been an exhibition space for most of the year, okay. like generally speaking. I, I can't, I feel so bad for the person whose job this is because they don't make an effort to heat that building in the least. <laughs> uh, it's been a free gallery all year for, with, for installation space, so you <laughs> essentially, nobody's walking out that far by accident. I mean, like, uh, yeah. It's it's right outside the city, so there's just been a, a fella sitting on his Todd, making sure that nobody nicks any of the installation spaces. So at last he'll be get to be relieved of duty. It would make a fantastic studio space, to be honest. Yeah, um, well, Limerick is kind of like it's not too far from anywhere, but it's also not see the benefit of the likes of Ardmore and Ashford is their spitting distance from yeah. Dublin. Whereas, well, I'd imagine a general Limerick man can spit further than a Dublin man, so it might be. And to be fair, <laughs> if Love Hate currently it costs, I believe, six hundred thousand per episode. You could offload all of that labour to Limerick for half price. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. The job bridges everywhere. Okay. So, yeah, with the extension of Section 481, I'd imagine that's why they're doing this because they know people are still going to be wanting to come here till I think it was extended to 2018 initially or hmm. something like that. Um, I don't have the budget in front of me. But, um, yeah, that's all good. Hopefully, we're going to see a whole lot of edit suites and fancy accommodation for the big name actors who are going to be there three Hooray. weeks of the year crop up that the rest of us Limerick plebs can use when they're gone. Yeah, um, Limerick plebs are. Now is it hey. uh, time for the high fidelity section? Yes, we're pretty oh, okay. much on to our lists of the year because looking back, you know. Just because we can give a rundown at the end, um, I'd like to install some caveats. First of all, right. though they were released on time this year, I'm not, because these three films would certainly be in my top ten, if uh, if not, because they were they were essentially last year's releases. Mm. I was a press screening for basically. them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. 12 Years a Slave, Inside Lewin Davis and Wolf of Wall Street would certainly what be in my her? top ten. What about her? Um, mm, we would mm. just about escape Dallas Buyers Club but yeah uh, Dallas Buyers Club no not quite but it would definitely be in the top 20 yeah. but those three that I name it, like 12 okay. Years a Slave would be my number one we're drawing a line really? yeah. yeah absolutely um, so I'm gonna shoot uh, who's got comic book movies in their top 10 well that's actually something I was gonna, gonna get into before we, we did our reviews uh, the depressing fact that the top 10 highest grossing films of the year year uh, not a single one of them was anything but a remake or a comic book movie except for Interstellar and even then uh, Chris and that actually uh, got my underwhelmer of the year yeah yeah. I'd probably agree with that yeah yeah Yeah, me too to be honest but um, uh, apart from my latest love making effort why um, <laughs> our only texture of the year will be someone texting in to verify that yeah. <laughs> um, we have text lines ever agrees with us. Um, okay so I'll just quickly go through the top 10 highest grossing and we'll see how many of our either disappointing ones or our oh, I bet ones. Transformers Chimes. is there isn't it of course where do you think Transformers it's is one it's there. number one is it of course oh f- <laughs> me running but sorry wait. but I don't know have we dropped a C-bomb on the podcast but that's just a load of c- <laughs> I thought you were going to say China <laughs> <laughs> That's better because that's the reason. That's the reason number one, yeah. yeah. Okay, so you've kind of blown the wad on the top ten list by announcing the first. first, Everyone knew it was. Uh, Oh, so this is global, not Irish. 
Not yeah, yeah this is good. I looked for Irish, but um, the only reliable source is the Irish Film Board website, and they only make them reliable at all for the, for the preceding month. But it is, it is reliable because they fund everything. That well, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. They've been tricking us to be, into believing that John Martin McDonough's films have been Irish this, this whole time. This is true. They're not reliable. Yeah, yeah, I'll concede to that. But anyway, number ten is The Hunger Games, um, which isn't Ugh. that surprising, except for the fact that, that it's was new. Quite good though. Yeah, this is the thing. He's, he he says he can't relate to a fifteen year old girl, so he's not going to see him. He's a big fan of Jack Reacher. Impossible. You can't relate to them either, so I don't understand. <laughs> but she's a really well, tropic fifteen-year-old girl. Yeah, she hates yeah. everyone. It's great. Yeah. No, they're 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 good. They're books. poorly the written books. They're were... poorly written books. I, don't, I don't mind them. They're, they're, like the they're teenage better, books. Mm. The books are more like a Wikipedia summary of the plot of a better book. I read them in <laughs> a, I read them, I read the, I read them in a week, and the the week was like the time where I watched uh, the entire box set of True Blood's first season. And every time I finished off an episode, I'd say to myself. This is a load of wank, and press play on the next episode. <laughs> that's what the Hunger Games books were to me. So I, did, I haven't watched any of the films in a minute. Yeah, the first no, two aren't great. Third one's very good. Yeah, um, it, I found it a bit underwhelming as well, but much better than the first two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's number ten. How to Train Your Dragon is number two. Oh, you're love that. I love it. Number nine, rather. Sorry, that's not at all surprising because it's excellent, but also it's a kids' movie mm-hmm. and it's a sequel. But um, yeah, that will probably creep into some of our best of the year lists. Well, it's on my top ten. It's by number um, nine. Eight is Interstellar. We've already shot on that and will again, Ooh, I'm sure. November um, of the year. Seven, Planet of the Apes, which was quite that good. That was excellent. Quite yeah, good, yeah. Really um, six was Spider-Man 2, which we'll argue about later. You quite it's on my short list, yeah. What did you think of it? That's on my worst of the year, actually. The yeah. very worst of yeah, the year I, is that one. I, I have it as <laughs> underwhelming, yeah. That's on my short list. I really, really enjoyed that. Um, I really enjoyed it, but it was atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of a comic book movie thing, isn't it, though? It's yeah. kind of like... The, the uh, I didn't like any of the first any of uh, Sam Raimi's franchise um, no, watching them back again they're terrible they're, they're very very bad movies I'm what, preserving uh, the thing, first in my mind I'm one not thing that I quite it. liked about the, f- the first uh, the first Mark Webb outing was the fact that they really captured uh, the essence of for, to my mind what is the best incarnation of Spider-Man so far which is the 1990s cartoon in which Greg Brady voices Peter Parker Greg Brady from the, okay, from the movie yeah. um, and I, I thought they really that. captured some of that there was, the, there was a lot of the, the, the humour and quipping but the lizard was a load of arse yep. but uh, no then this this year I thought it just nailed the comic book movie for me I thought I really really enjoyed it it was a great 90s comic book movie but it just didn't make sense really yes it now. was no but it felt it was, and everything, everything's getting like so Nolan-y and, and it wasn't oh, no, that's terrible. I'm not I looking for the I Nolan hate Nolan I'm not looking anyway, 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 go on, go on. Yeah, yeah, sorry, go on. yeah we'll, start, we'll get into that later. <laughs> Five is uh, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, which was really uh, probably one of my biggest surprises mm-hmm. of the year. I thought mm-hmm. it'd be grand. It was very good, yeah, good. I like that. Um, number four is X-Men which is not very good no it's good crack though it's stupid yeah like I, I, if you put it on now I would sit down and watch oh, yeah. it but yeah. I'd be a knob about it the entire time uh, third is this one surprised me uh, Maleficent Oh, what a load of arse. Yeah. I watched it on a plane back from America. Yeah, it's terrible. I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Jesus, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, like. Oh, what what it's, it's, it's not in my top ten. Things. It's nowhere near my top ten, but I did quite enjoy it while I watched it. Um, no, I thought she was quite good enough, but the yeah, rest she was, was just... Ah, the big fight scene at the end was great. I thought a lot better of... Um, it was like a video game. It was wonderful. Well, Sheraton Copley, District 9 fella, who yeah. was in the A-team since. Yeah, he just okay. hasn't been in... He just hasn't picked very good no. movies since. But um, okay, second is this should not remotely be a surprise. Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's uh, my, that's my number ten. Yeah, actually, probably if not one of the best films of the year, definitely the best comic book movie. Yeah, of the year. absolutely. Um, yeah. And it wasn't even that much of a comic book movie. That no. was space opera. <laughs> it was you know um, that. I'd say it was more like space funk concert. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, Soundtrack one. of the year as well, un- oh, unquestionably. Totally. Yeah, unquestionably. Yeah, yeah. Um, number one then is Transformers: Age of did any stop, 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 stop. No, did anyone actually watch it though? Uh, I did. It was, I did. It, was, it, was, it, was uh, it was the first film that I have ever walked out of. 
Excellent. Ever. Well, well done. <laughs> Not Age of Extinction, was it? Not the, the other one. The... Uh, oh yeah, but the other one when I walked out of it, I only walked out for a break because I, I had never been to an IMAX before. I was in an IMAX screen in America, so I went to see Transformers: Dark Side of the Moon. Oh, I Jesus. walked out near the end for a ten-minute break because I couldn't handle it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this is a, it's the first film I ever walked out of. I walked out of it after um, an hour and ten minutes, and I believe it's clocking in near three, isn't it? I think the third yeah, one yeah. near three, and then I like two and a half. It, it did have no, a, it, 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 it did have one doozy though. My face is the warrant. Yeah, so it was all right. I, I, watch it for that, and that's in the first half. And I don't necessarily get that. There's a great line where your man's like, "You need a warrant for this." And my face is the warrant. Yeah, shot from below with his coat trailing behind him. My right. face is my warrant. Um, all right. So hold on. One more depressing note on that. Um, the, the Transformers made almost double of all of the rest of those. The rest are within a hundred million of one another. Transformer made almost double, and we were saying that's probably because it's of China, yeah. parts shot in China and instantly. You see, I didn't even release. name that as my worst of the year because I'm not going to acknowledge it. it <laughs> no. Plus, there was uh, plus Transformers is a very cynical film. They knew exactly mm-hmm. what they were going mm-hmm. for. I would count a, a, a bad film and my worst film of the year as more so of a failure to do what it's trying an absolute yeah. failure and actually I'd name that you don't as, I'm going to name that now um, A Million Days to Die in the West A Million Ways to Tell the Same Shit that's very cynical again, again and again and again and again and again. I think that's very cynical it's a terrible film that's oh god it's it's atrocious have you seen it? no, no, no it's, it's it. an absolute failure at humour it's, it, oh, it's terrible stuff well, I'd say that's as cynical as Transformers but um, anyway I digress kids movies in our top 10 um, hold on I bust open my top 10 um I had a top five. Yeah, top we, five. we did top okay. five, but we inevitably, I went top five, and then there's yeah, I have a big ass five There's my short lift, and there, there's me top ten. Did, are you saying you stuck to the list format and were uh, disciplined about it? Yes. Then you get to go first. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, in kids' movies, yeah, I have one Lego, Lego movies in there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Are we still drawing as much of a line between kids' movies and other movies, though? Because that's... Oh, um, no, not quite. They're not exactly a genre, so to speak. Yeah. But um, there's ones that are more so... Well, it's like, like indie movies. It's like, uh, for, for instance, now, I mean, the t- the three there was three standout kids' movies this year. Absolutely excellent. Um, the Lego movie mm-hmm. was obviously one. How to Train Your Dragon Two, which is um, in which my number nine was a great film, and also um, a show stealer near the end of the year, which had me sobbing oh, yeah. over Tinkerbell, the, the new Tinkerbell, the no? no, the Paddington film. Oh, oh it's fantastic! Actually, I heard it was very it's good, fantastic. Yeah. I meant to get into that this morning, but that didn't. Uh, so your top, t- your top five there, Rich. Uh, top five in reverse. So at five, Babadook. Four, The Congress. Three, Lego Movie. Two, Grand Budapest. And one, Enemy. Now, Enemy isn't actually out here yet, but I've already seen it, and it came out technically in America this year, so I'm counting it. Our podcast officially has a scarf. <laughs> yeah. we, we, we have a hipster grade. Oh, I don't know about um, that. Well, just, just to preface then my list before that, um, there are two films that I have also seen but aren't out until next year that I have not included as a result, but Birdman and Foxcatcher would have definitely been in my mm. top five mm. had I seen, had I had had they been out this year. Um, kids movies in mine. How to Train Your Dragon is there. And what else? I think How to Train Dragon is the only one. I'm not going to count comic book movies. I've got movies. so much more indie cred than either of you. It's not yeah. <laughs> you got into the IFI more than we did, basically. <laughs> go on, anyway. Um, oh, my actual top five. Yeah, yeah go for This it. thing, I haven't, I haven't uh, put it in order at all, but Don't in there on. is Blue Ruin, uh, Nightcrawler, Grand Budapest Hotel, Calvary, and uh, it was between Frank and a few others. Well, oh, Frank. the yeah. dominating theme in my in my top ten this year actually turned out to be rock and roll because it, uh, one of the uh, it got gay crashed by a film I saw just the other night. So, in descending order, Guardians of the Galaxy, Kraken soundtrack, How to Train mm-hmm. Your Dragon, also a Kraken score. Number eight, Get On Up, the James Brown story. Uh, I oh, have been yeah. a naysayer of 
uh, I, I've been a naysayer of the music biopic for quite some time, but uh, like as so much so that my up until this, my favorite one was probably Walk Hard: The Dewey Cox Story. <laughs> uh, but Get On Up is terrific. Just takes a drug-induced whimsy at Jim's Brown's life. Frank was my number seven. I've seen it twice. It just got better. We are the best. Luke Moodyson's. Uh, film about um, three girls from Norway who decided to start a punk rock band without very much That looked talent. quite good, actually, yeah. It's, oh, God, it's just such natural performances and natural laughs. No gags. Very, very good. Number five, The Golden Dream, um, film about uh, uh, immigration from Guatemala to, um, about the arduous journey from Guatemala, directed by uh, Diego uh, Nin Cortez. I know what a typical name, but that is actually his name, who I interviewed earlier this year. <laughs> He's a charming chap, and that's a great, great film. Number four, Calvary. Number three, Rory, I'm surprised you didn't have Blue Rune in there, but Blue Rune was Blue def- Rune was the first I named, Jesus. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, well, sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Naturally. Uh, I was speaking, it. why would you? <laughs> <laughs> number two, Under the Skin, uh, Jonathan Glazer's latest film. Mm. And uh, number one, A Touch of Sin. Um, what didn't you like about Under the Skin? Because I've, I've I've seen this response a few it's times. It's not that I didn't like it. Did I went in expecting to be like it's very uncomfortable viewing. Yeah, no, it's not even that. I went in and expecting it, it, it to be like you know, mind blown, and it just bored me instead. Like I loved everything that didn't have dialogue that involved just like the weird visual sequences. They were incredible, but the middle sort of forty five minutes was just dull. It was such an art house movie, and I say that as someone with two film degrees, so I realise how pathetic <laughs> that is. But Jesus Christ, nothing I, happened. Yeah, no, I like. I can, I can definitely. I'll watch it again, though. That, but I, again. First of all, I, I thought he very successfully went, gained the aliens' perspective as just oh, no, look, yeah. looking like at our brief world sequences, for yes, pure but it didn't meat. hang together the whole thing. To be honest, for me, it held. It was held together with the tension, and also, okay. and I've seen the Babadook. It, I believe, the, under the skin had this year's most horrifying scene, bar none. The baby scene on the beach. The baby scene on yeah, the beach. Uh, this is the Spoilers. most harrowing scene. Spoilers. You didn't say what happened. And also, yeah, number one. There was a baby uh, on the beach. Uh, That's... A, a touch of, a touch of, uh, a touch of sin is my. Uh, this was. Have you? Um, I was just telling Richard before we started recording as I was listening back over. Swangjoe. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> have you learned how to pronounce his name? I have. Um, yeah, I have. But no, we should uh, follow up. I think these lists for the sake of uh, nerd cred and and uh, mm. that kind of thing uh, to cite the ones that we didn't get to see that we really should have. To I didn't get to critics. see Boyhood. I didn't get to see Gone Girl. Yeah, um, in similar vein, I didn't see Boyhood. I didn't see Run and Jump, which is an Irish one that looks fantastic. It does uh, actually. That that looked very good. The Raid Two, I didn't see. Oh, I saw the Raid Two. The Raid Two. That's great. that's on yeah. my short list. Yeah. Um, Under the Skin, what you're talking about. I didn't see Only Lover that's Left Alive. That's the Tom. That's very good, Jim Jarmusch. Oh, yeah. uh, actually, um, might I just name a uh, uh, film? Film Festival Q and A joke of the year actually happened. <laughs> specific. Ac- oh, yeah. Actually happened at the Jameson uh, International Irish Film Festival when John Hurt was answering questions from the stage, yeah. and uh, I raised my hand and congratulated him on his recent PhD. He was so confused. <laughs> it was like, Haha, was it? Was I recently made a PhD? I didn't know. And then I, I, I took the mic and I said, "Well, you were recently the doctor." At which point oh, I got a chuckle Jesus. out of John Hurt and about one-eighth of the audience. <laughs> Immortalised here forever, so that's ah, we may yes. never forget. That, oh, oh right. We're not giving more time to that than Transformers. I put them in the same category. I'd like to run through my shortlist of films that I, I, I really would recommend people seeing from this year. Richard will disagree with me. Amazing Spider-Man 2, I don't give a shit. Oh, no, I recommend seeing it, but, like, drink while you're watching it. <laughs> Pride... Anyone oh, see okay. Pride? Yeah, no, Pride was brilliant. Um, Nightcrawler is mm-hmm. definitely in mine. Uh, 
Life Itself, the Roger Ebert documentary. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I saw it at the I saw it at the Stranger Than Fiction film festival. Uh, oh, right. um, only Lovers Left Alive. I really enjoyed Jimmy's Hall, which me and Rory went to see together. Oh and, yes, uh, it was quite a doozy. Next Goal Wins, which would fall in for my um, documentary of the year. Um, Starred Up, which was great. The Lock, which had my moment of movie magic from the year that gave me goose pimples when uh, Tom Hardy says to um, uh, what's his name? You know, Moriarty. Andrew, Andrew Scott. Scott. Andrew Scott. So you have been drinking. It was very, very. This is one where he's in the car. Yeah. 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 The, the raid two made mine. Edge of Tomorrow, which I just saw very late in the year, and also, really lads, if we could include it, which I know we kind of can't, but my film of the year would definitely be episode four of True Detective. <laughs> <laughs> this is the ten minute continuous shot at the end. Thirty seconds in and out. Yeah. Thirty seconds in and out. Um, Fantastic stuff. Um, my are, are, are my, you looking at another season of that next year? As early as next year? Uh, yeah. It's going to be out. It's going to be shooting soon, aren't they? Yeah. It's going to be starting cast. next May. Yay. Um, so uh, under my surprises of the year I have Paddington Lego and I hope Rory agrees with me on this Transcendence yeah um, we're talking keep, surprise keep low expectations um, it was just because it, yeah, yeah uh, unfairly panned I'll also have Transcendence and Godzilla which was nowhere near as terrible as everybody no. said. It was shot really well. Yeah. The characters were just f- very functional, and the fact that they had Brian Cranston crying in a door as Julian Pinoche died was just <laughs> nauseating. But it was really well shot. The Halo jump sequence into San Francisco incredible, was yeah. incredible in an IMAX, especially. And also, oh, nice. also, yeah, yeah, it was, it was it really benefited from IMAX view. Like, was that pan though? I I thought going in because I didn't see it till about two weeks after. No, it was it was averaged, which is nearly yeah, worse. Yeah. Everyone was but like, everyone was like expecting online much worse. Nerd Blogs, you know, mm. ravaging it because there wasn't yeah. enough Godzilla in it. Um, and they called him Fatzilla. Chunkyzilla at worst. No, uh, yeah, the surprising ones for me were actually um, in betweeners too. Was hilarious, and I expected really, it to I be heard fairly the worst mad. things about that. Yeah. yeah, no, I was laughing my head off, but that's probably because I, I think I'm I'm really high brow. I, I, really, I, really <laughs> I didn't really I didn't really rate it too highly. No, no? When I saw no, it. No, 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 I didn't. Transcendence was my second. The Lego Movie. I saw a trailer. Was really excited. To Could see not it, believe how good the Lego yeah. Movie was. But that also the cynicism side of it. Like it's still a movie made by a toy. It was done really really well. Did they so manage it? Yeah. Oh, it's so because good. of who they hired to direct it. Because if you mm. anyone else, it wouldn't have been as good. Yeah, yeah. Um, Edge of Tomorrow was a really big surprise. Begin again, what I thought would be once in America. It kind of was, but it was still good. Oh, I didn't even bother with that. No, I thought it no, looked like it's, such a it's, it's, it's mm. fairly good. The Skeleton Twins is excellent. Yeah, you've told me that. And um, the Homesman. Did any of you see that? No, no. but yeah. I'm, I'm a doozy for a uh, Tommy Lee Jones Western. Not so like much. I remember, I think we, we saw the poster for the first time at the same time. We both said we'd love to see that. I'm not saying I was surprised because it was good I'm surprised because it's a lot different than even the trailer would would make you think it looks right. like a buddy thing and it's not at all but yeah worth a look um, did you have that majorly surprised you this one. year I did one I didn't know you were in five okay well actually well, Lego Edge of Tomorrow was definitely a surprise that was really good Yeah, Lego movie obviously as above, so below really surprised me. I thought that looked like absolute shite. And that it was the catacombs, the yeah, Paris it just, one. It it, yeah, it went so much further into the whole descent into hell thing, like literally where you see basically the devil at the end of it. Like, that was oh, yeah? really good, and it was a pretty effective horror movie. So, yeah. Okay. I was surprised. Yeah, I, I, horror movie of the year? Babadook. Definitely Babadook. I've, I've been hearing that and I haven't seen it. Um, uh, but I'd give it to Babadook um, as an absolute runaway winner. Mm. There's no one near close to it. But I'd love to give a mention as well to uh, The Guest, which I thought was... I wouldn't call that... That was great, but I wouldn't call it a horror movie. Uh, it that was, was a comedy, I thought. Uh, it was definitely a go at a horror movie. Would you call yeah. Evil Dead 2 a horror movie? Like, it's a horror movie. <sighs> I suppose. I don't think I saw it and that I would rate it as an absolutely great horror movie. So I'm going to substitute instead add The Rover which is not a jump mm, movie but uh, good, yeah. uncomfortably shifting very your grueling. seat very grueling of, yeah yeah um, um, and that that uh, that 
two actually leads me on to uh, what was my performance of the year. I don't think I've seen a performance better than Robert Pattinson in that movie this year. Um, if he doesn't get an Oscar nomination, I'll be very surprised. Oh, he, he was incredible. He in was incredible. Yeah. In that that. Every every between, movement. The that kind of fall in, in that nether zone that doesn't really get an Oscar nomination. It though. did. But that said, David Michaud's last film was released like that, and uh, you want to come a statue. Um, yeah. Animal Kingdom. I still oh. haven't seen it. Um, you still haven't no, seen Animal no, Kingdom? No, no, no. Oh, it's fantastic. Um, but yeah, the rover is, is fantastic. And um, as you said, Pattinson is brilliant, isn't it? Belly laugh of the year? I know my one. Um, uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel got a, a, a quite a few from me, but I know there's a film I saw that I wasn't expecting him and got him, and I will think about that while he... Uh, mine was uh, mine was um, Frank's most likable song ever. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, yeah that, that was in a trailer though. That kind of like I did. I hadn't seen it. No? You said that to me yeah. after we saw it, but I hadn't seen it, and I was oh, I was busting guts watching that. I mean, yeah. It was so funny. No, I'd, I'd look for a belly laugh from something. Like His that legs just are made for dancing. <laughs> oh, uh, the scene from X Men, the Quicksilver scene, mm. was fantastic. It was very good. That was very. Dis- uh, but despite it's the fact, sustained laugh. Despite, that's yeah, that's despite the fact that I have big lungs. Ever okay. since, okay, right, ever, right. ever since that film has been out, first of all, two major things uh, have been highlighted to me by the internet, and yeah, they're absolutely correct. Uh, one of them actually occurred to me while I was watching it, and that was, "Wow, it's a good thing they abandoned Quicksilver at that point because otherwise he would just literally take <laughs> yeah. over the world." Um, and also, what's what setting does he have his Walkman on? That bugged me watching yeah, it too. Does it go at like quadruple speed or something? Yeah, yeah. That makes no like, sense. Like if, if other people yeah. are listening to it, they just, do they just hear? Yeah, exactly. That booked me as well. I can down the bottle. This is what I love about comic book movies: is that you have people who, in the first week, will just devotedly, yeah. unquestionably defend it and love it, and then a week afterwards, they're the exact same people who will turn and say, "Well, in the comics or that kind of shit." But, uh, According to science, yeah. Um, well, we should probably talk about what we're looking forward to next year. Just given that, okay. Uh, with a real quick snap, I don't know what is there next year. Jesus, well, I suppose Star Wars, the big ones. Yeah, yeah. you have Star Wars, Star Wars, um, Avengers two. Um, I'm personally the film I'm most looking forward to next year is it's going to be out in America by the end of this year but it's always always going to be a Paul Thomas Anderson joint in her and Vice yeah oh, yes, okay. you're giving me the book for that and I will decide if I'm literally looking forward handing to it. you it right now <laughs> okay yeah so there's, there's Star Wars Avengers they're kind of obvious but um, Jupiter Ascending uh, are, yeah, you, are you on side of me yet? Yes, uh, yeah, I am. Yeah. I'm fully, yeah, fully I actually read the synopsis and it, it, it's very William Gibson, everything that's going but on. Even, I think there's a line in the synopsis that made me go, oh no, but I still, uh, I think he's a, he's a, a, a spliced wolf breed, Channing Tatum's yeah, character, yeah. and he smells her unique DNA from a go- across the galaxy. That's correct, Something yeah. like that, yeah, but I'm still, I just... That's the IMD synopsis as it stands. Yeah. I, I, and they actually changed it from when it initially came out because the first line literally quoted... My, Mila Kunis is queen of the universe yeah <laughs> and the most perfect <laughs> yeah. human yeah but no I, I'm looking forward to that because not enough original sci-fi mm. popping around and also um, yeah uh, hoping it'll now that The Hobbit is finished which we'll review a bit later um, Peter Jackson to do something else yeah but also there's more Anything room for else? just original fantasy as well but mm. yeah anyway. is Batman out next year? No, no, it was no, supposed no, to be in the delayed until pushed the year back, after. Yeah. Oh, that's right. There was yeah. a standoff on about a certain date with them and Marvel, and they with them and uh, Captain America three. Yeah, what was it? Civil War. Yeah, um, and X Men Apocalypse. They're all at the same time. Very quickly, like I said, too, I saw Birdman, Foxcatcher. If they're not in my top five for next year, I'll be very surprised, even though they're quite early. Yeah, and uh, the Man from Uncle Frankenstein. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to both of those as well, actually. And John Michael McDonough is going to be making his first ever Irish movie next year as well, so that should be fun. Uh, lads, the review section will be done without me. I'm going to hustle out of here. I'm leaving on a jet plane. All right, so welcome back. We are now free of Donica, so you know 
we might get to talk. <laughs> um, and we're just going to do a quick, I suppose, review of um, the films that we've seen recently, uh, the big Christmas releases. Uh, we've said before on the podcast, we kind of hate how these tend to gravitate around uh, block, blockbuster films, whether it's Marvel it's all comes or, out there, really. Yeah, well, they're, they're, the, they're the ones that there's... We could sit here talking about what we've seen in the IFI, but there will be seven people who, uh, who understand what we're talking yeah. about, and they're too highbrow to listen to this podcast, so... <laughs> Yeah, so I suppose The Hobbit is is the big one. That's the last one of the year Mm -hmm. and one eternally associated with Christmas. Now, I've recently discovered, to my shock, and you can probably hear the single tear rolling from my eye, that Richard, uh, my my ground here was that I didn't really like The Hobbit, had the romanticism to go in and watch them anyway because I love The Lord of the Rings. You don't even love The Lord of the Rings. No. So explain yourself, first of all. Now, this is not a two film degrees, so, you know, I'm going to stay quiet for a second. Okay, well, my main issue is just that... It depends who the. Yes, I don't understand how they got a mainstream audience. That's what bothers me. I don't. The fact that they exist doesn't bug me. I mean, yeah. as a niche appeal thing, like it would I, bug me if it bugged you that they existed. <laughs> to be honest, but yeah, no, but like it's like Cloud Atlas. I think that film I never expected to do well. It's yeah. a really great movie. It's way too long. It's too ambitious. But it was great. Lord of the Rings, the same thing. It's way too long. There's too much in it. So how did it get a mainstream appeal? Because I think if you're making a Lord of the Rings film, you'd make one film, maybe two. You'd cut out most of the two towers, a good chunk of fellowship, and yeah. kind of go straight to Gondor. And because isn't there an animated one that just goes straight to Gondor? Yeah, but Jesus, the animated, one, it. Is, the animated yeah. one is still quite long too. And it's actually it, it's one of those odd animated films that you your parents fire on saying mm. he, he likes dragons and he's a kid. <laughs> it's a cartoon, and yeah, it's not for kids oh, but, um, well, well maybe it's not that bad I'm just you know I'm going back to the same year that I watched The Exorcist at the age Jesus of nine Christ and was like why well, yeah yeah but um yeah, no, it's just a pacing issue for me. So like, they're too long. Like watching the extended version, I was it was genuinely a struggle getting through Return of the King. I was so bored. I once did uh, the the whole back to back all I extended. Would probably editions. die. Literally, I, I die. couldn't. I couldn't watch them for two years, and they're all put my <laughs> like. If someone asked me what my favorite films are all time are, I don't think to mention them because yeah. I wasn't at an age where I was you know technically competent and mm-hmm, say I mm-hmm. love you know the mise en scene or any of this kind of <laughs> shite. You know the shit that 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 we learned in college. Um, it's still entirely relevant. Again, yeah, technically, they're very, they're great. From a technical point of view, they're fantastic. Yeah, but like, uh, I, what I'm saying is, uh, the, for me, they sit in a, in a place in nostalgia yeah, where yeah, I just yeah, saw yeah. them and they were like. And again, I've, 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 I've confessed as a lover of the books and all this kind of thing. I say confessed, like most people <laughs> listening are going to say, "Oh, what a knob, what an arty, what knob. a controversial." He opinion. likes Lord of the Rings. <laughs> um, but yeah, I suppose the point I was coming at is. Uh, so then, w- would you rate The Hobbit as better than? Um, or as bad, rather, better is the wrong word, as The Lord of the Rings. Do they well, have the same issues? The issue with that, well, yeah, the same issues I go as far as saying. But, I mean, the problem with that is I didn't watch The Hobbit when it came out first until about a year afterwards. Because I did yeah. the review for Desolation Smoke for us. Oh, yeah? For the morning. I must go back That's and read. read. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched The Hobbit like the night before I saw that. And I hadn't watched any Lord of the Rings movie in 10 years at that point. So yeah. I couldn't remember them. I remember not liking them, but I assumed that was just my 14-year-old brain not getting it. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't mind the first Hobbit. I found Desolation unbearable. Well, actually, it wasn't the worst thing. It was okay until the very end. That yeah. cliffhanger just pissed me off. And you should like, be watching nothing. 20 minutes of a dragon and kind of going, I'm a bit bored. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, why is this a theme park ride? What yeah, the hell is that? Exactly. I don't remember the, the gold shoes Where's the, the quick book? time event where I press triangle <laughs> to much, take Pretty much, yeah, park, exactly. Yeah. Why is Legolas here? This is all terrible. Yeah. 
I just felt like I was fully expecting them to actually wrap up the smoke storyline in the second movie. So yeah. when I got to the bit with the dwarves and the gold, I was like, I'm dying for a piss. But it'll like <laughs> half an hour maybe it'll be done. And then it ends. I was like, thank God. But also, why would you end it there? Like, yeah. it's cu- smoke is in the title. He's in like, what, 10 minutes screen time? It's yeah. atrocious. It's terrible. And it was so, um, first of all, it's, it's ballsy. I'm not saying you can't start a film in a series on action. Like, a, oh, no, no. Star Wars has done it. But having your first 10 minutes of a film where people are coming in and need yeah. to be kind of warmed up of 10 minutes of a dragon wreck and shit is kind of like... <laughs> Also, um, uh, Smog is the worst trash talker there is. Uh, you might go back and rewatch it. I don't know if you will, but the first ten minutes and the last ten minutes of the thing is where this big dragon is saying all these grand things about himself. But he's just a terrible trash talker. Anyway, that that that's a different. It's thing. you'll be trash talking. Yeah, I suppose he hasn't had anyone to talk to in hundreds and hundreds of years. But still, um, no. My issue with the films, like again, I like like I've said, I'll say it again. I love the Lord of the Rings. I love the original trilogy, even though when I rewatch them now I see issues with them that I might not like but the pacing thing I think is largely at fault in the third film and also the extended editions of all of them I think the other two are paced quite well but uh, yeah The Hobbit was always um, you probably know that it's based on The Hobbit but also Mm -hmm. there's background like there's a you know Tolkien created a whole universe basically and a mythical cycle so there's a lot of stuff brought in that people will say they pulled it out of their arses they didn't and there's some epic stuff in the background like the stories themselves it's odd because the hobbit is written and the lord of the rings are written in like novels they're yeah. very immediate but and you know you'll have scenes where say in the first lord the fellowship of the ring when they're walking from a to b you get a description of every blade of grass yeah. they pass and so immediacy isn't <laughs> actually always the great thing <laughs> but then there's books like the silmarillion where you read it and he covers thousands of years of i'd almost history. read that because i'd never read the lord of the rings books so i kind of want to read silmarillion that one th- th- this is my point with it. it it's quite good but it's broken up into eras and stuff, it's, yeah and it starts off like a bible there's a creation yeah, yeah. of his world and then it, it goes into a more mythic f- cycle which is more readable but in three paragraphs in in those books you you might cover a millennia whereas yeah. uh in the other books you know the, the single reverse meal is true is possible yeah it, it it it's insane like but um uh, so I felt like there was a lot to bring in and even still there's a lot of material to make more movies out of but I'm also crossing my fingers <laughs> right now because I might look back on this in a few years and go why oh why um, you should just do a miniseries I think honestly God, if The Hobbit was like a 10 part Game of Thrones sort of miniseries it'd done, be fine that's it the would done be thing fine. Now, though, like you're adapting no do a miniseries do a no, HBO do a miniseries no, they, they, they don't work as movies They're just, yeah. the pacing is too like it's off kilter I think if you did like a 10 one hour episodes for The Hobbit that'd be fine yeah well, okay, in conclusion, because uh, either he's going to rant or I'm going to blather, <laughs> but we both have uh, summary, The Hobbit isn't very good. But people who... Christopher Lee, though, that's the, yeah. the one oh, saying. Absolutely, <laughs> but even then, like, um, this is now more than ever in the age of the internet, the last five, six years particularly, um, the art that goes into the trailers, and the trailers mm, are what gets... The trailer is excellent for five armies. The trailer for all three films were fantastic. I if was so sick of the trailers. smoke trailer. So sick of it. Yeah, was it just played everywhere? Or? I saw it a billion times. Yeah, well, it's still a great trailer. <laughs> yeah, it was all right. Um, but yeah, the art is all in the trailers now. Like if you go Very back, true. Uh, th- throw in a VHS and go back and look at a trailer for like Blade Runner, and the trailer is <laughs> almost as long in the film, and you're yeah. like, I don't care. The entire plot's in it. The one yeah. guy doing a voiceover too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, uh, I don't know. Summarize it. People who love the Lord of the Rings are still going to go see it because it's Peter Jackson doing a film set in Middle Earth. It still has all that kind of design. It's reasonably pretty to look at, but don't see it. In Too 3D. CGI heavy though. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, even watching the trailer, you can count in one hand how many shots were green or how many shots were. Location, the rest were green screen. Yeah, it's true. Kind of there's that famous story of Ian McKellen of crying on sex, he couldn't handle it. Yeah, because yeah. there was no one else there with him. <laughs> Just a flashing light bulb. Yeah, but um, even, yeah, that was one of the better things about the, the, the first trilogy was you had practical effects. Yeah, like but, locations and sets. And yeah, stuff. it was great. But yeah, anyway, um, people who like the films are going to go back to the <laughs> Again, in summary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these are almost winding. This is the extended edition of the uh, podcast mm, yeah, good, yeah. for the fans. <laughs> um, 
yeah, people who like who like the Lord of the Rings are still going to go see it. People who like the Hobbit might still like it. For me, it just mm-hmm. didn't do anything terribly paced. When it's called the Battle of the Five Armies, it's an extended fight scene. And as we were saying yep. with Donna earlier, it's a video game. Like you're, yeah. you're looking for... Have you ever been to baseball in America? No. Uh, between innings to drag out what is almost as long and arduous a process as those films. Um, nine innings. Between them, they'll punctuate them with these games where the crowd has to shout at the screen to take part. Okay. It, that's the vibe I got from <laughs> The Hobbit. Um, that's yeah. great. <laughs> that's I don't even know how to put that into stars or to be overly self-important about it. I was just disappointed and I feel like a bit of a cry now. Okay. More or less uh, disappointing than Zeller. Less so because I had I knew what to expect from the from the Hobbit, okay. the Hobbit right. too, but still very disappointing. Interstellar. Actually, do you want to have, have, have you you did the film Iron review? I did. You? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's have a, let's have my a cut opinion keeps changing on it though because I'm like I didn't love it or hate it the first time, and the more I talk to people about it, the more I'm like, oh, you're right, that bit was really good. But, oh, that, you're right, that was much worse than I thought it was. I don't know what I feel about it anymore. <laughs> I was sitting in there over over what is it nearly three hours it's nearly three hours yeah, yeah. Um, every 15 minutes thinking this is a great film and every and the following <laughs> yeah, kind of, exactly. what the fuck um, I was kind of on board with it until pretty much can we go into spoilers or not should we like yeah okay again like Lord of the Rings visually technically very, actually Interstellar and Boyhood I'd rank the same in that I'm glad I saw both of them in the cinema they don't need to be in the cinema yeah um, technically they're both incredible but I'd never watch either of them again what I was surprised actually about Interstellar was um, uh, that the IMAX did nothing for me. Like I remember the first time I saw IMAX, I yeah. was like, and it wasn't even, I think it was Captain America 2 was the first time I saw IMAX. Oh, like yeah, that yeah. doesn't need to be in IMAX. Um, so, and I still noticed it and I was always yeah. being a snob going into you know, IMAX, it's just another <laughs> gimmick, it doesn't matter because I'm not a big fan of 3D unless it's something like the original Avatar, which is something you win just for the eyes and then dislike mm, the film. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah okay, no, yeah, that's yeah, my exact point yeah. with Avatar. <laughs> I watched it in the cinema once and I've had the Avatar experience. I don't ever need to see that again. Fair enough, that makes sense. Um, yeah. But it didn't, Dimax didn't do for much for me in Interstellar. I didn't get as much pretty space as I wanted. There was bits of the space sequences where I was like, that's great. Like, I think the, the wormhole sequence, yeah. like, that's, I'm glad I said that in IMAX, but I know what you mean, there wasn't much need for the IMAX. And even actually with IMAX, the sound balancing kind of got a bit wonky, I thought. Yeah. Because they said in the non-IMAX prints, it's I actually saw it a second time and it was regular and it was yeah it's much clearer the dialogue well, but no one said that was intentional you're not meant to hear what's happening like, that's just nonsense. <laughs> yeah. that's nonsense you're not meant to hear all this exp- exposition what are you talking about I know about? you're the man that invented the Bane voice and the Christian Bale Batman voice but come yeah. on we want to hear dialogue now and I, again I think and this is probably shitting on an icon but it's um, <laughs> Hans Zimmer like I, I love oh, most of the soundtrack not a great score it wasn't no matter the quality of the score even if it was fantastic I've, I've had found the same with the latter Batman films um, in IMAX or even mm. it was just the very last one that had bits of IMAX um, it just crushes everything else. Did it's you see Man of Steel, actually? Yeah. Did you see that in IMAX? No. I did. I couldn't hear what was happening. But the yeah. end of that movie, with all the explosions and the punching and the Zimmer score, just the drum beats, it was just white noise. It yeah. was dreadful. Because, yeah, that's the thing. It just kind of crushes everything yeah, else it in does. the film. Like, and the best scores are... And I thought Man of Steel actually had a really good score. It's not a bad score. I think Interstellar is a better version of the Man of Steel score. But, um, <laughs> they're enough. very similar sounding. There's another bit of snack. Um, <laughs> but um, what were you saying? Yeah, Interstellar... IMAX yeah I definitely agree you need to see it on a big screen mm-hmm. but that's not necessarily a recommendation in the same way I would have said of say Gravity and yeah, also Avatar yeah. you might not ever like I, I remember a friend told me he watched um, Gravity on a DVD after it came out and I was, that was pointless like, yeah, it, I keep being having to buy it like why would I watch it again yeah, on TV yeah now the, I love Alfonso Cuaron oh no it was great Children of Men yeah. is one of my favourite mm, films that's really good um, but Gravity that needs to be seen. That was an experience. experience. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so Plot-wise, I don't know. Are we going through the usual pop culture thing with Chris Nolan where it's a case of... Uh, it all seems very smart, but once you 
take yeah. apart one string of it, the whole thing collapses. Yeah, but, but there's that just wariness of him as well, where he was so popular for four years, and now people are like, Ugh, like I still really love him in theory, but I'm just getting since I think Inception, I'm getting more and more sick of his films. He's still able to surprise me, but oh yeah, I come out of his films like say I saw Inception, yeah. The first time, loved it. Yep. Went back and loved it a little less with each. I think I still time. love it, but it is a massively flawed. <laughs> yeah. Um, same with the Batman films. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think myself and Dunning have argued about this before. I love The Dark Knight. He takes this as me mm-hmm. shitting on The Dark Knight. But I, think I prefer Batman Begins because it's more of a comic book movie. The Dark Knight is very good. As a massive Batman nerd from childhood, I can't pick between Batman Begins and Dark Knight. But I will say Rise is the weakest of the three. Even though Absolutely. it has the yeah. best moments of the trilogy. Like, all the Catwoman stuff is fantastic. But it is the yeah. weakest movie of the whole three. Yeah, yeah. But she's probably one of the best things. Oh, she's that, great. I think, yeah. kind of to um, Which is unusual for Nolan, who can't write women usually. Yeah. Again, the podcast were very current. <laughs> um, well, no, we can, we can tie that back. So Anne Hathaway, you know, Yeah. Poorly written character. Yeah. It was, it, I don't think any actress could have done anything with that. To be no, honest. she um, did the best she could with the material, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. My issue with Interstellar was that it was just. You come out of it thinking it was all head and no heart. Like mm. now, that's not to say there aren't. Heart. I had the inverse problem. I thought it was too much sentimental, sentiment, ugh, sentimentality in it because Nolan is so cold, and that's what I like about him usually. But there's yeah. this weird because I know it's mostly Spielberg originally, so there's all this weird injection of sentiment and love. Like, this is yeah. the Nolan movie. Love is the he unquantif- doesn't know emotions. Yeah, love is the quantifiable scientific. <laughs> oh, that was Isn't that, that, a- that phrase. I was like, but are you still going to go see the next Chris Nolan film? With oh yeah, of course. Enthusiasm. Yeah. That's well, maybe not as much enthusiasm, but I'll definitely see it like probably opening weekend. I'd love to see someone force him to make, not force him, that'd be a bit weird. Um, <laughs> but if he had to make a film for less than a million, not not even that, but if he if he wasn't, they said, you know what, go back, to, it, yeah. go back to sitting in the back of someone's car, pointing the camera at him like he did in Memento yeah. and see what happens. Um, I'd watch another kind of following or Memento kind of level film. Yeah, him, definitely. Yeah. Like Memento. Actually, would you have a favorite of his? Uh, well, prestige probably yeah I'm the exact same hmm. we're, that just means we're just really emotionally cold people though, <laughs> well I won't deny that that ever. is technically brilliant <laughs> but although no I'll still defend the third act of that the whole reveal is fantastic it's a great movie this is the odd thing listen how much I love that film we totally went into inter- interstellar yeah. spoilers which is one of the most secretive films ever made I would yeah. think of until it came out <laughs> prestige has been out like six or seven years and I'm not willing to reveal the twist to anyone is a twist surprising I kind of guessed it from the opening it yeah, seemed really but, obvious but it, it, it has been a twist for a lot of people okay, I'm going to be smoked too right. and say I guessed it maybe yeah. not from the opening but there's a lingering shot where it kind of gives it away yeah from very early on it was but, obvious um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay um, moving on I guess yeah what else is there what, what else have we seen recently there aren't really any other really big releases <sighs> you said imitation game we couldn't briefly talk about that maybe yeah well Donica will will come back on this this is the thing about the podcast we never really marry too much to it has to be so current we try to be mm. but he's definitely going to come back on the year and rant about the imitation game because he loves you know, like, biopics oh you like it okay. well no he loves biopics right. he did not like this at all oh right okay um, I quite enjoyed it I'm, I enjoyed it but it was directly after a viewing of Nightcrawler so I needed something that wasn't too difficult at all to, to just take that is it. yeah quite a um, palate cleanser yeah so yeah thoughts on the imitation game um, like it didn't blow me away it wasn't a mind-blowingly amazing biopic but it was a very for what it was it was the best version of what it could have been yeah. I guess Kieran Knightley was very good in it Cumberbatch was obviously really good uh, yeah. Matthew Good was surprisingly tolerable uh, <laughs> did you like him as Ozzy Wendius he was great in that yeah. was everything else he just has a weird face he's the guy you hire if Tom Hiddleston says no <laughs> okay the since before even Tom Hiddleston was yeah, a I'd king say so. yeah I'd say so even something like Stoker I'm like Tom Hiddleston could have done that better couldn't he yeah no that's actually maybe not leave here fair. but you know but that's that's why I use Ozymandias as uh, or his role in Watchmen mm. as the kind of gay point because he has a weird face and he's really cold and remote and a bit you don't like him for some yeah, reason yeah. Uh, that's good for Ozymandias exactly <laughs> but yeah anyway um, 
Actually, yeah. the entire supporting cast, like uh, Mark Strong and Christopher Dan- or Charles Dance, they're already good. Yeah. yeah, it felt a little bit like um, it would have been very easy to dismiss it as he's doing Sherlock with an accent, <laughs> which is essentially what he was doing. <laughs> That's all of his roles these days. So. Yeah, yeah, true <laughs> enough. There needs to be like a, a, a tough cop and then a really smart person who undermines them at every mm, turn. Yeah, but um, oh, I think we have we're, our bunker is being mortared here. Um, but yeah, to wrap up, I suppose the imitation game. Yeah, I, I found it. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Uh, like, uh, this is the thing. When I say okay, it's not like I was sitting there rolling my eyes at the no, moment. No. If I come up with a film saying that was a passable way to spend an hour and a half, yeah. fine. But it's not going to stay with me, like, through any. No, I wouldn't say so. Even though, like, I, I like the figure of Alan Turing. Mm. But that's that's what bothers me is people say, oh, I love Alan Turing, and people don't know that much about him. I'd count myself among them. Yeah. I know a little bit, but not that much. I'd love to see a biopic that actually does that justice. Doesn't just focus on the World War II thing. Okay. I see what you mean. Yeah. Like, uh, like they, they kind of pulled the the gay thing out of the bag at the end and said I thought it was very, yeah because I, I knew going in but I still I was kind of impressed how they didn't like you know hang it on the yeah. film but then at the very end right all of a sudden then it was like the the final text scroll yeah it's like the, this was the point of the film it was like yeah, no it wasn't it was, like, oh, it was, was it? Benedict Cumberbatch that's surprising flicking a fringe around for <laughs> two much. hours but that's still a compliment because that's fine to watch mm, um, perfectly enjoyable Look, I recommend, have we gone over time a bit? We should probably. Probably. Yeah, that was entirely down to you and not at all down to my extended <laughs> rant on Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah. Right, so to wrap up, do you have main ones you're looking forward to? We've said Star Wars, we've said uh, Jupiter Ascending. Avengers, give, give me some two film degrees. Give me something arty to look forward to next year. I don't know what's coming out already. All I know is that, because I mean, I don't follow movie news enough to know the arty stuff. Like, I know, yeah. I can't wait for Spectre. I, that's the one I'm looking for the most, yeah. Spectre. But um, there's probably something coming out next year I can't think yeah. of. We'll say, we'll say True Detective if that's out next year. That's yeah. Out. That's an extended eight-hour <laughs> Hannibal film. season three. That'll be great. Yeah. That's another one I need to catch up on. But all right, look, signing off for now. Um, have a happy Christmas and a happy new year. Yes, all and those all of that stuff that is entirely sincere as we look at this cold gray box with... Ticking hal- our lives yeah. away second by second. A, a little hal-like light <laughs> blinking at us. Um, have a happy Christmas, happy new year. And uh, yeah, we'll sign off here. For, so from, from Film Ireland, Rory Moore. And Richard Drum. And the ever absent and beautifully silent Dunnick You could do a fake accent. You can do a good impression of him. It doesn't have to be good to bother him. No. You go for it. No, no. <laughs> I think I did an impression of him by talking nonstop for 15 minutes. All right. All right. All right. All right so uh, we'll see you in the new year. Bye. <laughs>